Look at talk. Brand new episode for the ladies and gentlemen starts right now. Welcome, on, welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. I'm your man Victor, and for those of you out there listening to this, it is Christmas time. So I just want to wish everybody a happy holidays, whether it's happy Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate anything, please shut the fuck up and let people enjoy their damn holidays. Please do. I don't want to hear nobody being a goddamn Grinch. Let the people enjoy your holidays because some of y'all asses still believe that your spouse is still a decent human being. But nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and introduce the guest. I got her over here cracking up. <laughs> out of New York, ladies and gentlemen, she's she's the host of the Exes of Namas podcast, where ex where you go on her podcast to talk about your goddamn ex. It's the beautiful Isis. Make her first ever guest appearance. And if she's doing it right here on the look and talk, I appreciate you, Isis. And oh you can check God. out your boy on her podcast some some point during January. I don't know when, y'all. It's coming in. It, so I delayed the I delayed, I took a hiatus because you know, everybody who has a podcast, they take a hiatus, right? Because that's like mm-hmm. But that's what happens, right? But mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited to bring you into the new year. I, technically, you're supposed to be anonymous, but are you kidding me? Like everybody can recognize your voice and your energy. They're gonna know who you are, like they're it, automatically. So I have no problem, and I feel like the type of transparency that you had in your episode, like everybody needs to hear that for real. Yes, I, I can't wait for you to drop it. Like you know, what I'm saying, hey, it is what it is. That's a um, fact. The one thing I learned about um, listening to your podcast stuff, I, I tell all the people out there who don't appeared on it, shout out to all of them because it takes guts to talk about it. And also, that's a sign you done healed from your goddamn ex. If you can get on somebody's podcast and talk about it and realize where you went wrong and you're talking about it, that's a great sign. But I'm going to let you tell, tell me about your podcast. That's a fact. You There's a certain level of maturity that you have to have when you come onto the show because, like, you can tell when someone's still hurt and they end their back. And then you can tell the people who have completely evolved and they, they're moving forward. Um, again, just like Victor said, hey, y'all. My name is Isis. I am the host of the Exis Anonymous podcast. Um, you can find me on on Anchor or anywhere that you stream podcast episodes. Um, essentially, I interview people who have ex stories. Everybody and their mama have an ex story, something that they learned, something that they were jaded by about an ex story, like about an ex. And it's so healing to kind of get that off your chest. So I created this platform to kind of say like, hey, you've been through this shit too? Like, let's, let's, let's talk. And we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, how you guys met, um, what were the things that made you like connect to that person? What were the red flags that you ignored? What were the green flags? Like what were the lessons that were learned? And it's just been such a dope process to like hear everybody's journey, especially yours. <laughs> and it was just really dope. Like, and I just, I'm so happy that um, I kind of created this platform and I, I I know that everybody named Mama has been cursing me out since because I took a break all the way in July and I started I said I was going to bring pe- episodes back but when you transition to a new job and then you think you can deliver on episodes of, in terms of editing every single week that's so unrealistic so you have to pace yourself and then on top of that my ex was helping me with my ex's anonymous podcast episode. So you already know that was complicated and collected all that together and a few more things as well, including family passing, all of that. I needed to take that break and just kind of like honest, be honor myself, but 
oh next look next next year's looking toxic boy next year's looking problematic next year's looking hella crazy for all these exes episodes i cannot wait for y'all to hear them listen hey you gotta do what you gotta do um sorry about your losses but i'm pretty sure that was Thank awkward you. for you to um have your ex editing your podcast i'm like <sighs> that, that has to be awkward <laughs> it's so funny though the the reason i even started the podcast was because well uh there was a particular individual i was in a relationship with last year and it just it was by far the best and the worst relationship i've ever been in mind you i've been married so for me saying that like this particular individual who i was not married to he he literally was like the best and worst relationship i've ever been in and from that i was going through such a deep like deep time dark time and i said let me go lean on my friends and i was like yo like have you been through this have you gone through this is it just me like i i don't really have that much experience dating so this is crazy like can you can you like and everybody was like yo i've been through this like i've had an ex who cheated on me and i had an ex who did this and i had an ex who did that and i was just like oh we need to we people need to hear this <laughs> it's not just me okay great i'm not going crazy and i just created like these 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 conversations where i'm able to have like genuine transparent and vulnerable conversations saying like okay this is where i messed up at and this is where like i could have like done better and it's just been so so dope so dope it's been such a cool experience yes i can tell you having fun with it so what's the biggest thing you've learned um just from talking to everybody what's the biggest thing you've learned so far about people when they talk about their exes um the basics are the basics. Like there's always going to be a, a really high, strong high point and there's going to be a strong low point. And then like from there, it, the, the, the story kind of tells itself. So me as the person who's the host and just like listening to the stories, I shut the fuck up. <laughs> I listen to them and I see what they're talking about. And, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned is to sit back and let that person open up just 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 shut up and listen because that's people that's really what people need sometimes people just want to be heard people want to be understood and it 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 it's and the fact that they're able to do this in a way that can actually affect other people and bring healing to other people it's it's really dope to see yes yes and i definitely gotta say i definitely respect you for allowing people to have that space to open up and talk and because i have i've heard podcasts where people they just listen to the conversation but then find a point where they want to go at them attack attack no you let them just have this space to talk about the exes and stuff so i definitely applaud that you know and i definitely enjoy my time on your podcast which people are gonna hear like coming in january or whenever yes. so. Did you did you did you feel like I was attacking you? Because I remember I had that segment called Child Anyways, and like mm-hmm. I listened to everything that you say, and then at the end I'm like, mm, I heard everything you said, but here's where you messed up at. And um, like, do you feel like I came at you like you know? Mm. No, because I've had people come at me worse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you it felt, it felt really genuine. You know what I'm okay. saying? It felt like it felt like I was talking to my best friend in college. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes that you have those people that can tell you that you know where you went wrong and they come at it from a genuine standpoint, not to point, not a point to um try to belittle you. So that's, that's what okay. I do respect about it. So 
That's Speaking okay. of exes, what do you think people need to get their exes for Christmas, if anything? A lump of coal? <laughs> anything? Um... The first thing I want to say is revenge. Like I want, like you know, when you have the like, you like look at that, like oh, like you take a picture, you send them like your IG page with all like your blessings, and like look how amazing I look, like or look how dope I am. But um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of that um that thing that you pay for red on Reddit where you can like get someone to deliver shit in a box and they light it on fire and then the person has like the your ex comes out and they have to stomp it so they're they're stepping in shit. People do that shit? What? They pay Damn. money for that. They pay money. And there's another one where you can like uh, order a box of uh, glitter. And you know glitter is a bitch to get off. Glitter is hard to get off. Oh. And they... <laughs> those are some petty date ideas. Those are some petty ex give <laughs> ideas to get an ex. Wow. Those are some gems right there. I think I think it's just at this point, I think it's important that my ex remembered that he's full of shit, so he stepped in it. I think that's important. I think that should be the ain't full of shit. Facts. Oh my goodness. Good lord. Ooh, wow. I think like if there's a way that like we could do that to, for like the black community, I think we'd make millions. Yes. I think we'd make millions. We would definitely make millions and stuff. There are so many black-owned ideas. If we just stuck together and did that shit, we would make some damn money over here. That's a fact. Because more and more as I do the podcast, I realize, like, it's not just the, there's like whole, that whole thing of, like, niggas ain't shit. A lot of women, especially, like, the women on my episodes, that, like, they like to hold it. They hold themselves accountable. And they're like, yo, I was in shit. Like... There is like episode six where this girl, she kept going back between her baby father and like um, uh, like the this guy who basically wanted to step up and be like a stepfather. And like, it was just the back and forth. And she was a teenager, like she was very young. She was a young mother and she kept going back and forth between these people. And she, at the end of the episode, she was like, as much as these men were crazy and like they like were very abusive to me and everything, like at one point, one guy like put a gun to her. It was it was crazy. That episode was wild. Yeah, that episode was crazy. And like, if I had, like, but she was able to have this this accountability. And I'm starting to see like more, like, I hate to say it. Sometimes women ain't shit, and like sometimes men ain't shit. So it's just like you get like you get both sides. And I feel like if we were petty like that, we could actually make some money, like really delivering some crazy shit to our exes that is well deserved. Cause boy, what what we why are we causing this type of havoc to each other? It's unreal to me. Yes, it is definitely unreal to me. And and it's like, and I thought about that. What Christmas gift would I get for an ex? I'm just like, you know what? Some days I just want to even give them the time, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's not even worth it. Because it's like yeah. now you're spending your money on them and it's not even worth it. But I, I know how you feel. Like if it's an ex that's been like a year ago, if it was a year, then it's yeah, I'd I say let's go ahead and do it. But if this was like 10 or 12 years ago, I'm like, man, fuck that ex, man. Yeah, you're right. Like the best, excuse me, the best, the best success is revenge or the best revenge is success and like just being happy and kind of like I was saying, like, oh, here's like a link to like, you know, my IG page or even not even that, but just like ignoring them and kind of just being your best self and like 
Victor don't need this person. Like, he look at him. He's like, he's on season five. Like, he's doing his thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, you don't have to, like, worry about who that particular individual is or even if they're relevant in your life. You're just doing, you're doing you. And that's the big, big thing. It's like, you got to do you. You know what I'm saying? You just got to show them that, hey, you ain't stopped nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and hell, even for you, like, once you get that editing down, it's like, shit, I don't need you now. Fuck that. You know? Hell yeah, you get me. You get me. Like, it's <laughs> like, I like literally, like, I, I love, I love the, like, uh, like, granted, I have a great, I have great relationships. Like, I have cordial relationships and platonic relationships with my exes now. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, like there's a reason you're my ex and like there, we need to have a certain type of distance or we need to have like, I'm, so it's just like, like shout out to, you know, my ex and thank you for helping me to a certain extent. And, you know, I asked for the help, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's problematic. Like, do you, do you still interact with any of your exes? Man, not. None of my exes know I exist. I know a couple of them. They they follow they still follow me on social media, but we don't be talking like that. So it's like, you know, I just even the hell, even that damn ex I told you about, I'm like, I don't she don't even know I exist, you know. One thing I know about her, she had another baby. That's about all I know. <laughs> and I I I don't feel I like I don't want to say I feel sorry for her. But I'm very happy for you. Let's just put it that yeah, way. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for me too that I'm not I'm not baby daddy number two. So that's one thing I'm I'm blessed for. I'm like okay, I'm not baby daddy number two because you look at some people and you're like, why the hell did you have a baby by this person? Because they be just bickering and stuff on social media. I'm like, why did you have a baby with this motherfucker? It's just, and then like when they they post in their business and like screenshots and like the whole thing, and y'all need to reach out to so and so and so. Now I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the relationship. I need to know more. Y'all getting back together after that? No, I wouldn't get back to him after get back in a relationship. You brought me into your relationship with all this drama. We got to see it through. You gotta you gotta keep me in the loop. What what do you do now? Like. And then all of a sudden, it's like, please respect our privacy. Why did you bring us in it? Thank hmm? you. Like, that's what. What's one thing I don't understand about people? Why would you post on social media? Then you get the people interested, and now they're all of a sudden like, oh, we respect. Please respect our privacy at this time. You weren't doing that when you were talking all that shit about your baby parent. <laughs> Come on now. It gets so complicated. Like it really. I just don't understand it. I do not understand it at all. If you um. Quick question. Other than like just ignoring your ex, there's no like actual like petty gift you would give an ex for Christmas. A petty gift I would give an ex for Christmas. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I would give them a five a uh, ten dollar gift card to Chick Fil A because I know one ex was like I paid for all the dates and stuff. Well, you know what? Fuck that. Well, here his ten dollars to go ch go to Chick Fil A get something you like to eat since you want to talk about you paid for what you paid for and stuff. Nobody gives a rat's ass. <laughs> Nobody keep a score around here. <laughs> we don't keep score around here, you know. <laughs> You're not even, not even like a twenty dollar. But you said ten. You said ten. Ten dollars. <laughs> hey, ten dollars is enough. You know what I'm saying? But then again, I know that well. That one ex I had told you about, she got to feed two people. You know, so she can then get. She could get two nuggets and call it a day. <laughs> She might want to just go ahead and get that damn 12 piece and call today and you know 
I don't know what she gonna eat then, but <laughs> I'm hollering. And first of all, what what okay, so I understand that when it comes to like exes, we always talk about like the things that we did wrong. But the fact that that person can try to throw in your face that like, oh, I paid for all the dates. No, yeah, you say you paid for all the dates, but hell, I paid for some of them damn dates now, you know. You ain't gonna discredit me, goddammit. Disrespectful. Honestly, at this point, like, I think that although everybody has an ex story, it's it's quite clear to me that the, that the feeling towards the ex is what stays, like, if you know for a fact that that particular person is is like disrespectful or like trying to rub in their face, like oh no, I, I paid for da 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 da. It's like excuse me, like that's what you that's what you see, that's what you can say that you could boast about that you paid for whatever amount of dates. What about the fact that I like gave you me, I gave mm-hmm. you my time, I gave you my effort, like you. Yeah, and for that ex in particular, like you can. Look, you stayed an hour away, and I still was willing to get in my car and drive to your ass. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, you need to go ahead and give me that, too, you know, while since you want to take credit for shit, you know what I'm saying? But in a relationship, you don't think about all that stuff. But yeah, boy, it seems like, all why do people do that? Why do people bring up all the dirty laundry once they break up? Like, if it didn't matter, like, why are you bringing it up? Now that we done broke up. Right. Like, it's just like, oh, these were the red flags that were okay in the relationship. And then all of a sudden, now it's like, you want to go ahead and throw them up against me? You was the one that signed up for it. Mm-hmm. Let me let me behave. I'm going to show Man, listen, <laughs> listen, you can cut up. You can be. We, we free spirits around here. We don't judge around here. You know, no. Because I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. Like, if it was a problem for you, why you ain't say something in the beginning? Like, why That's you didn't okay. communicate that to me? Like, we could have talked it out. We could have worked Fixed it out it. and understood which is, um, each other's perspectives. But And then you have the audacity to try to throw it in my face when that could have been a simple conversation. Doing too much. Yes, you're doing, doing too, too much. much. And I realized, I realized that in this generation, they do a lot too much because in our parents' and grandparents' generations, they just... I don't know, did they tolerate the shit or they just, or someone talked it out? I don't know. I, it's crazy that some of our grandmothers were okay with our grandfathers having a whole nother family across the town. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that was the compromise. They were like, listen, I can't deal with his shit all the time. Let somebody else do with your shit. <laughs> and they come back to me because I'm fine. And then, like, I'll just see the babies at the, the, the new babies on the side at the funeral because I can't. Like, right now, I, this is too much. Ugh. Oh, oh, man. My that, God. Th- yeah, that is that is too much. It's like, did, our, did, did we learn anything from our parents about relationships? Because it feels like our generation and their generation are just totally different. Or some, some might be in the same way. I don't know. That's a good question that's a good question like where did we learn how to love like what what defines a good relationship in our eyes especially from like the hit the things that we've been taught by our parents like i didn't know my mom i'm very caribbean and like my my mom was very like i don't like men so i didn't really know <laughs> what a relationship was i was like i would watch lifetime and that was my definition of like that's why i'm like a homeless romantic to this day but shit like that it is like kind of hard like do what do you do you have like a real definition like did you see like shit listen mama i love you but it's hard being raised by a single mom you know and it's like and that single mom is just 
I know my dad won shit, but it's just <laughs> I, I know I know he won shit because yeah. he had three other kids, and it's just a lot of us didn't meet until we were adults and stuff. So that should tell you how bad my dad was. And my mom, I would just I just saw her grind, but I saw her suffer for sorry men. So yeah, I feel like she kind of tried to mold me into you know. So I looked at other people outside of my mom. I looked at aunt and uncles that were still together. And unfortunately, I had a grandmother who got divorced. You know, it's just unfortunately my grandfather he died when I was like very in teenager. So I really couldn't yes. like lean on him for advice. So right. it's like I saw happy relationships when I sell my family and. But I never got a, there was one aunt I grew up with, my mom's sister, who's mm-hmm. been my uncle since I was a baby. It's just, I, I really want to know from her, like, what made her stick around with my uncle, despite all of the shit talking my family did? And it's That's just, you know, I don't really understand. Despite no. the shit talking? <laughs> yes, despite the shit talking, because there were some people in my family that weren't crazy, you know? Because what what I've learned what I learned as an adult is family members can be like banks. It's like right. they only hold on to the bad shit. They don't see the good <laughs> shit. They hold on to the bad shit and they're like, oh, so what? But they still got their mind wrapped around all the bad shit that a person did. So it's like that's what that, that was a stable relationship. And no one thing I respect my uncle. My uncle would make 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 shit happen. Like if he was down to his last dollar, my auntie said she was hungry. Right. We'll go ahead and make it happen. He will find a way to get some money and make it happen. So I, I feel like, that. I feel like, and that's some things we need to see, you know. So sometimes we got to forgive our parents, you know, yeah, because we didn't see it at all. But we've seen some shit make it happen, though, sir. So you're talking, you're talking, you're spitting shit. You're talking right now. You're talking facts. Like it's like that type of, you said we need to forgive our parents. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks yes. about that. Yes, it's like I've had to because I've had to tell myself, nigga, you gotta, nigga, you 32, you need to go ahead and just forgive your mom. You know what I'm saying? Because Ooh. you know what? Yes, she fucked up, but yes, she done did a lot to redeem herself, you know. And yeah. a lot of my parents have done that, you know what I'm saying? So if I can do it, I know y'all asses listening to this can do it too. I'm in a world like I'm going to therapy. Like, I literally am going to therapy specifically to do that. Like, it's very hard. Like, um, and by the way, like, depending on, like, certain programs, therapy can be very cheap. Yeah. I, pay well, I remember, like, um, speaking of therapy, I remember um, when I was in college, that was the one thing my therapist would get on my ass about. He was like, man, you're 20-something. You can't be blaming your mom and stuff. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> like we say yeah but then we think back to all of the shit and it's just it's like, like how could i not like how can i not blame her look like there's certain things that are directly related like if there's certain things that mm-hmm. i like i naturally do and i'm like damn this is something like i can directly relate to my mother or i can directly relate to my father damn that nigga was a shit like that like, <laughs> like you start you start checking yourself like okay so like, but I understand there's a difference between experiencing and feeling. So if I'm experiencing the situations that like I went through with my family and then it's another thing to feel through it, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I, now I'm feeling it and I'm able to forgive and like push through it. That shit is hard. Yes, that it is. That shit is hard. Like I'm in that process of like forgiving. Ooh, I'm putting my business out here. I put, I like, but I'm in the process of forgiving and it takes a lot. It, takes it does a take lot. a lot. I, I agree with you. It's like my mom can go above and beyond, but it takes a lot because it's like 
the person you married first is like, man, I'd probably be in jail if I had went to Atlanta in my twenties, you know. So <laughs> it's like I understand that how the how you feel about that forgiveness thing because it's a lot because you gotta deal with family every day and they ain't going over. They're, they're not like your exes where you could just say the hell with them and not have to deal with them. No, you still gotta deal with your family. So I totally understand. And shout out to everybody out there who's listening and gotta deal with forgiveness because. That shit is hard. It is hard as fuck to just look at shit and be like, okay, I forgive you. Let's move on. But then ah. some shit, it's some shit that happens in your dating life. You're like, damn, why didn't I know this before I went to college, you know? Right. And then like, you'd be so surprised how the things that you saw, excuse me, from, okay. Uh, <laughs> I keep, no, I keep, it's the damn Henny White. Because, uh, you know, it's liquor talk. So, you know, I had to like bring my little yes, it is liquor talk. Yes, you good. So, you so, good. But loose, you know? <laughs> so, it'd be, it's so surprising, like, how much, like, the experiences that you've had with your family, like, conveys into your relationships. And you'd be like, the things that you think, like, oh, all right, fine. And you're like, wait. I, I, the reason why I assume negative intent and I feel like certain men aren't going to do this or I, like the way that I regard women is a direct reflection of like the shit that we've learned from our upbringings. Mm-hmm. I, I like there's been several times where like I because I get really deep with like like because uh, I don't know why I'm just like I, I believe in transparency. So I like to just give you myself. And I feel like everybody should do that. And to that certain degree, like most of my exes, they tell me like, oh, this happened in my life. I don't respect women or I don't like, there's certain things that like men do that like, that's why I don't trust men. And you'd be hearing these things and I'm like, yo, these are a direct reflection or a direct result of the interactions that you have with your moms or that you have with your dad. And it's, it's crazy. And then like, when you live in New York, the men here are tougher. They, 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 they're less likely to show emotion. They're less likely. They, they, they like, well, I can't speak for everybody, for every person in New York, but most of the men here, if you don't have a million dollars in your bank account, nobody's going to take what you're saying emotionally seriously. Mm. So it's just like, you have to like, your worth, your, your your net worth has to match your like emotional worth. I don't know. The point is like, I'm just, I, I see that like men are tougher here in New York City. Like they have to like hold their own and they don't express their emotions as much. So when you're able to speak to someone and they open up and they say, these are the things that have happened to them or these are the things that they've experienced. Like, and they're pushing through that. Cause I'm 32 and to see those things, like just like the, typical African-American man or like Caribbean-American man, it's so big and it's so so significant to hear like uh, a a Caribbean man or an an American man, African-American man say like, I'm hurting because of this is what happened to me in my past. Mm. It's it's dope to see. It's, It's like still like not heartbreaking, but at least we're able to have those conversations that can make it make things like better for them moving forward. Yeah, I, I hope those men learn to open up because maybe they asses need to go ahead and move down south because I know a lot of down south men, they open up and stuff. And you know what I'm saying? We, we learn how to open up and things. And if situations make it okay for us to open up, like everybody on this mental health wave, yeah, it makes it okay to open up and stuff. It really? Makes you like, yeah. 
I don't know what it is about down south people. We but we generally open up, you know. Maybe I should. I'm coming down there to everybody. Like I need call me. Like I'm coming down there because I need me someone that opens up naturally. Because I open up very naturally. Look, when you when you come to Florida, give me a call. I'll okay, but <laughs> hook me up. Hook me up. Cause like I the dating the dating the dating like world up here is trash. Straight Listen, where ain't the damn dating world trash? Shit. <laughs> From my experience, like the New York, the, the men here and the women here, it's just like they think like, you know, men are like buses. Women are like buses, you know, every 15, you know, like then another one is coming. Like they really don't. They think like, oh, my options are limitless. This is New York. I'm a fine, a baddie. Like I don't need to like, you know, what connection? Don't need that. I need someone who looks good in a particular dress or whatever the case may be. So you'd be surprised. Like New Yorkers are they're savages. They're Listen, savages. what I've what I've learned is no matter your location, I think the dating pool is just trash for everybody. You, you know? think so? It, it really is because you just meet because sometimes you'll seem, seem like you meet somebody, y'all hit it off, good connection, but then they will hit you with some, oh, I'm just not feeling it. Or maybe they're mm. still in touch with their exes or I don't know what people down south. I'm like, it's bad here. It's bad there. It's it's just bad everywhere. Only thing I can do is just take a sip and call it a day and keep it moving. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is looking so good. If you don't know, now you know. Remember, the more you drink, the better we sound. I sound a whole lot better when you have some alcohol in your system. And if you don't drink, roll one up or something, you know. And if you don't do that, do something to make you feel good. Mm. And shout out to everybody that's tapping in on our podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts at. Remember, tap in with Lick and Talk. And please tap in with this beautiful lady that's the host of the Exodus Anonymous podcast that's coming on for the first time ever, her first ever guest appearance. So tell me, Isis, what is the best gift you ever gotten from an ex? I understand. That's <laughs> hard to come about, you know. <laughs> Cause goddamn. Um oh shit. It's okay if the ex got you nothing. <laughs> a divorce. Oh a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I do remember you to hey, she did mention she was married at one point in time, but why the hell is a do- damn? Listen, a like no, because <laughs> I was with him from the age of eighteen to twenty-eight. I was with him for a decade. I was with him for ten years, faithfully. And you grow up, you realize, okay, like, and I think that was probably the best gift he's ever given me, where it was never like it was like it was purely like respectful. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm taking half, like crazy type of vibe. It wasn't petty. It was just by far the most respectful, like, quits, like, I could have ever, like, asked for because, like, we both realized we're not the right pe- person for, for we're not the right people for each other. And if you care about someone, you care enough about them to, like, let them go so they can be happy elsewhere. And- that's real. That's so real. So, <laughs> was this a high school sweetheart or something? No, I because I'm Caribbean. I came straight from the Caribbean at at the age of 16, 17. I graduated high school and then I like hopped straight up here. 
And then uh, I lived in like, I, I moved to uh, to New York. And then from there, I like I was working the after school program and that's where we met. We met through a mutual friend. And then <sighs> let's just say like the circumstances weren't ideal, but we made it work. So like we weren't, it wasn't like a natural like, and then we had, we like we bunked each other, and like the books fell by the locker room, and like whatever. Like it wasn't anything like that. It was literally like I met him through a mutual friend. Um, I was living with my uncle. Wasn't that that situation wasn't working now? And then he was like, "Listen, I live I live with my father. I could stay. I stay at my father's in you know Brooklyn, and you know you can live with me." And I was like, "Bet." And then we just moved in together, and it was like that for like a good decade. So it was. Wait, how you just move in with somebody? Did you did did you prospect? Did you ask questions? But did you like ask probing questions about this person? Because the one thing I've learned about living with people, it can make or break your relationships. And I've had plenty of relationships that have soured after I lived with them. You know, and sometimes it was me, sometimes it was them. So, no so way. how did you just decide that I'm just gonna move in with this man? I was 18 years old. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> like I literally, I was a child. <laughs> I was a child. I literally like, I think we were like, I, I was living with my uncle. That situation wasn't working out very well. And then after that, like, you know, he was just like, Hey, you know, I sleep on the couch. Do you want to, you know, do you want to live with me? And I, and I was like, I don't really have any other choice. I came from a whole different country you know, like I came from the Caribbean. Where am I going to go? I can't go back to like back down there. So I I think I only knew him for what? A good solid eight months, six, seven months before we just jumped right into it. And then my mom was like, I think I was from 18 to 23. My mom was like, you're shacking up with this man. You, you're not married. You know, you got to get married. And then oh, parents, parents, parents. It's like they always put this idea of marriage on you and just tell you like, oh, you're just shacking up. Why don't you get a ring? Because my mama said the same thing with me. She like, hey, if you live with a woman for all these years, you might as well marry her. But I'm like, Who said that? Like, what's the point of marriage? But right. Story. Like, I don't need to like I didn't need, I didn't have any pressure. Like I was good. I was living my best life. And like he was living his best. Like not like in that like cheating way. Like we were literally like. T taking care of each other this was my this was my homie this was my friend and you know like we were struggling we were struggling together we like lived in an apartment in brooklyn and then we moved to the city and you know we just worked together working our way up but we just didn't have uh like the romantic part down we had literally built a relationship of survival for such a long time, like we literally like, this is New York City back in the day when like, like an apartment, the the apartment that we had in Brooklyn was $900. And he was making basically minimum wage and I was making, I, at one point in time I didn't have a job. And then I, I his cousin hooked me up and got me my first ever job. And um, from there, like we were basically making minimum wage, could barely afford. I think minimum wage, minimum wage at this time was like seven to eight dollars. Yeah. And like we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we were trying to make it work, and we could barely afford rent, and we pushed through. So we always, 
operated in the element of survival. We were always trying to like make it to the next day. And then the next day turned into 10 years. And we were like, how the hell did we, <laughs> how did this happen? How did we get here Damn. from like 18 to like, you know? Damn, you know what? Shout out to, uh, shout out to, um, what's her name? Shit. You, you told me her name. <laughs> Cause this sounds like a goddamn accidental marriage, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Yes, this it was. Like Shout a out to the accidental marriage. Shout out to the Pussy Talks podcast. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Pussy Talks podcast. Shout out to CL. You know, I'm saying, look, I'm a CL. If you listen to this, I will let you take over liquor talk one of these days. But goddamn, this sounds like y'all live together. It sounded like an accidental marriage, but you know. I hope he got. I hope he at least got you something nice for Christmas one year. Uh, is that a no? He got. He gave me a roof over my head. Uh, okay. I don't. <laughs> you know, don't I'm don't feel to, bad. Listen, don't feel I bad. Like, I think. I think. I think he got me. He got me a really nice trip to Las Vegas. That was really nice. Viva Las Vegas, okay. You know, that's better than what I got because none of my none of my exes, when I think about it, none of my exes got me anything, you know. I, I think one of my exes may have got me a bottle or something. I don't, okay. I don't remember. That's something, you know, but shit. And- I'm not blessed to the point where I have an ex buying me a car or buying me a whole trip to another country or even buying me rental property. I wasn't blessed like that, you know. But mm. if I find that ex that spoils the hell out of me, Better believe I'm gonna spoil the hell out of you. Shit. I know that's right. That's what you want. That's what you're looking for right now. You want you want uh someone to spoil you? No, I just want somebody that's gonna just gonna be consistent with whatever energy they bring, you know. Like that's I okay. just need the consistency because some people are what I found is people can be hot and cold one week, they own you, they communicate and they're checking in, yeah. you know, and then another week you're just a damn ghost. So I can't make this shit up, you know. So, like, if I know I ain't really looking right now because it's just you got to embrace what's working right now. You got to embrace the podcast. You got to embrace all the other opportunities because you're just just like to the hell with it. You know, it's like I'm just going to it's probably going to have to take me to travel because do you feel like northerners would would appreciate men from the south? Because I know somebody told me out um, in this um, out west, they definitely appreciate them. But I don't know. I think because I don't claim myself to be a full New Yorker, I feel like, I, I, but I, from my experience with real New Yorkers, they either love Southerners, like I feel like they would, oh, I feel like they would, it would be a match made in heaven. But I also feel like some of the women out here, they trying to like hit a lick, okay? So <laughs> they're trying to get a back. <laughs> So I feel like they would take a Southerner's kindness for weakness. I do feel like. Yeah, I feel like that too, <laughs> because based on everything you're talking about, I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like that because women down here, they be trying to take your kindness for granted too. Like, exactly. I'm just, the one thing I don't, I'll never understand is like, why are some people kind to their ex, mm. but yet they put the new person, a new person they could be seeing through hell. Like, what do you think about that? Like, because oh. I've seen some sick cases where they would be entertaining a new person, but still got their ex on contact. 
I think it plays into what you were saying earlier. Like somebody, so like they don't, they're not that consistent with you, or they'll be there for like a week and then like all about you, and then the other week they go ghost. I think. Ooh, okay. What? I didn't know. I didn't know Henny White could get me like this. Uh, got me Listen, and stuff like that. Listen, I normally don't shout out liquors on here until those motherfuckers sponsor me. But hey, one time for oh. the Henny White. That we can't find in America. We gotta go to a different country and get the damn Henny White. The last time I had Henny White, I was on a damn cruise. I had to buy this shit off of a cruise. So you're good though. You're good. You have right. me now. I'm your plug. Literally. Oh, like I am career like I literally have people come in all the time and get me bottles all the time. I literally got you. Okay. We'll ship it to Florida. We good then. Bet, well, no, I don't know if they're gonna take. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I, uh, a little birdie told me that I should be coming to Florida real soon. So, is it Orlando or Miami? Where Where you at? Orlando. Bet. Yep, I'm coming. I'm coming. So the answer is yes. I will have that bottle for you, guaranteed. Okay, bet. Okay. You, I didn't know that. I like you're right. Like it's very hard to find, but I, it's it's such a popular thing in the Caribbean community. It's always there. It like I I have it there for you regardless. So I got you. Shit, I forgot your question. Shit, what was my? I think you said something about the effect. Oh, like being friends with your ex, but treating the new person like shit. Basically, basically, um, and I feel like, and I feel like that's the reason a lot of people are still single is because a lot of people don't want to let go of that damn ex. Mm. I mean, I can't speak to that because when I'm done, I'm done. Um, Me, you are like, because we usually when I'm done, I'm done too. But for some people, it's hard to let go of an ex. I don't understand why. I think it's because they know that you'll treat them right. If we're talking about you and you're the ex, chances are I'm pretty confident. Like, I know you, but I don't know you. And I feel like from what I have gathered in terms of your energy, I think like if someone is still reaching out to you and is still like, you know, like having that type of consistent communication, it's probably because they know you they, you would treat them right. And then they're holding on to you as like the backup just in case this new person fuck around and, you know, like at least they know that you are there. So I do feel like it could be like a protective strategy um, for women. Okay, forget about me for a second. What okay. about people that hold on to the toxic ex that they know damn well ain't no good for them? Like, why do we, why do people hold on to that one ex that we know no matter how hard we hold on to them, they still not gonna get right? It's the dick. Ooh, okay. Maybe. It's, it's, it's probably the sex or probably like knowing that like I know okay so a lot of women are known for being misfixed they try to like try to see that they can hold on and like try to maintain relationships with certain people thinking that oh you know eventually like they'll come around they'll they'll you know like they'll like they they have one part of them probably the part that's between their legs that I really like and I feel like if I could do any other things to like maybe curb that like and maybe they don't call me bitch every two seconds i can fix him i can fix him listen, and <laughs> listen those people that want to talk about oh i can fix him i can fix him you don't really you're fucking up your damn self you're like you gotta fix them for you you gotta fix them for how 
you have what will make you work for you because all you're doing is just, just preparing for the next woman. Because let's say you fix him up, he's gonna look at you like get to have, get rid of you and then be on to the next one. That's a whole fact. That's a whole fact. Well, not to get too personal, but at one point in time, because my ex is engaged, my ex-husband is engaged in, uh, to a beautiful woman. And like, you know, they like they're they have this gorgeous, gorgeous house in Las Vegas. And like they like they do and they fit. And at one point in time, I was like, so you mean to tell me I fixed you and raised you up and 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 you was wearing baggy jeans when I met you and your hair was done and I did and now you live in this life. <sighs> I am so happy where I'm at. <laughs> hey, I've I'm so like, hey, and, you just got to be like, look, fuck it. I'm happy where I'm at. Look, congratulations to yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? But guess what? When them red flags start showing up, the question is, can you deal with them? You know what I'm saying? That's so Obviously, bad. I couldn't, but the question is, can you deal with them when them red flags start showing up when the, all the things I had to deal with, you had to deal with? So that's why whenever I look at an ex and they're dealing with somebody new, I asked myself, I said to myself, that, that ex is in a fucked up situation. <laughs> yes, like literally, I literally t- t- said to myself, like, okay, if I was in that exact same situation with that exact same individual, would I be happy? And it would be like a resounding fuck no. Like my in my soul, in my chest, like I heard my heart say, fuck no. Like what, what get away from that situation as much as fast as possible. So I, I genuinely feel that like, Oh my God, this handy is a problem. I'm I'm going to get a bottle of water, but um, I because it's your fault. You took you took two shots, so I thought hey, I could listen, catch I up. I love your energy, you know. what I'm saying I love your energy, but listen, I, I guess I gotta put that disclaimer on there. You know, take something you know you're good for it. I gotta let the podcasters know that, but hey, <laughs> it is. No, I, I I literally like I can handle my liquor, but I did. Who did I think I could I could like be on your level and have the two shots? No, that wasn't that. <laughs> That wasn't it. Hey, but um, hey, you're still holding on. Listen, listen. I appreciate that. You good that. though. You good though. You good <laughs> though. <laughs> good, good. Um, I have a question for you before I like even go like down on that tangent. What was the best gift that you ever gave your ex? Oh, the best gift I ever gave my ex. What did I give her? Oh, that's right. I gave her a hundred dollar gift card to one of her favorite stores, which was. I think her store, her favorite store of choice was Bath and Body Works. I gave her ass a hundred dollar gift card because I I paid attention to the way her ass will always be hauling ass to goddamn Bath and Body Works whenever they had their damn sales. So I said, okay, you know what? Since you love Bath and Body Works so much, I'm just gonna go ahead and give you a damn gift card and stuff, you know. So that's you know, and, freaking cute. Yeah, and that ex. What did she give me in return? Maybe like a twenty dollar gift card to like Best Buy. I'm like, you know what? You to Best Buy. Yes. Do you do you shop at Best Buy like that? Sometimes I do. I'm like, in my head, I'm saying to myself, you would have been better off giving me a damn Amazon gift card. Right. You know what? <laughs> you know I'm what? Sorry. It's the you know what? That's a, that's the X for a reason because you know what I've learned is there are women out here buying men. PlayStation 5s and shit. You know, I got damn like <laughs> there are women doing the most for their men. That's a I don't require that, but I'm like, damn, match my energy or something, you know? That's a fact. That just reminded me of like there was a time when I was with my ex-husband and I actually like 
Actually, I don't want to like make it all about him. The point is, like, I like went in the rain and like got him a gift for Christmas. And, you like, went in the damn rain. Yeah. You know what? You're a real one. And I, this was when like the Xbox 360 was just coming out. And like, don't was, tell me you got him the Xbox 360. Hell fucking yeah. As soon as it came out, I literally wow. like, and then like I kept calling all the different. GameStops and they told me like, oh, you gotta go up to like a two fifth, like 125th Street, and then like you gotta go over to like, no, that one is sold out. So like, I called them and I was like, can you please hold this for me? And like, I literally went all the way. I was, you know, I was booking it all for the sake of love. Like now that I think about it, and he really appreciated that. And I got him the Xbox Connect too. Damn, you know what? <laughs> Listen, you. You, you know, we want to talk after this, but God damn, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, God damn, it's like, I'm over here selling for women doing the bare minimum when there are women going above and beyond for their men. And what's right. bad is there are some people that go above and beyond with, for somebody that's not mentally capable of exceeding or meeting that energy. Yeah. Where, where, where? Where is it in the Bible that <laughs> that women can go ahead and start treating men but giving them the minimum? And when where is it in the Bible that like women men can start doing the same? Like why is that? Like why are we not giving the best of ourselves? Like we're so you know what? you literally think... did five times as you gave five times as much as your your, your ex girl gave to you a twenty dollar gift card to Best Buy when you literally studied her and you said wow she really loves this place. And look how you got her a card that had literally five times the amount of that. Yeah, I can't make this shit up. It's just, it seemed like the good people get fucked in the dating industry. You know what I'm saying? What? I just hate to say that, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. That's, 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 I see it. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a whole fact. Oh, my goodness. In 2023, I hope this changes. But you know what? I guess you got to figure out the people whether or not they're worthy of that, you know, but. I mean, what do you what are you looking for? Like, what do you think will be like the determinant factor? Like, you know what? I'm ready to give this person my best. Or is that something you got to come into the situation saying, like, I'm going to give my best regardless? Look, I come into every situation. I'm gonna give my best. I'm like, you know, if this person sees the best, good. If not, yeah. oh well. That's that's just how they saying. But that's that's all you can do at this point. You know, you just gotta continue to give the best. So so to anybody listening to this that's struggling in the dating community, just continue to give your best self no matter what. If you fall down, pick yourself back up. Fall down seven times, get up eight times. You know, that's a fact. eventually somebody gonna see that greatness. And when they do, you hold on to me. You do what it takes to hold on to them, you know. Yes, definitely. And then when you've healed, come call me so I can interview you and we can talk about <laughs> Yeah, listen, call please me. call that. Listen, if you have an ex out there that done failed and you want to go off on them, please talk to Isis. Please, please talk do. to this beautiful lady, please you do. know what I'm saying? Holding it down to NY. Please Thank talk to you. her, y'all. Definitely. No I know for a fact, like, your episode because your voice is very very unique like <laughs> very unique typically each episode is anonymous but i've noticed like the since i've been a part of certain circles like a lot of people want to be known so um i def i definitely can't wait to when you like when you come when you're i'm able to post your episode i cannot wait and i think that there's like two other people who also wanted to show re to reveal who they were they were but the primary essence is 
Like you're anonymous for the sake of yourself. So when you get in your bag, sometimes you open up and you say things that you're like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But if you're completely anonymous and nobody knows who you are, you, you, you're protecting yourself and your ex. So like that was like the whole episode, the essence of like that episode, the, like the podcast itself. Now, I understand that. I definitely understand that. If I would have known that, I probably would have used a robo voice or something like that, you know? Oh, no, I, I do that if you want me to. Like, people have you're requested good. that. Like, people have requested wow. that. Wow. Hey, you're good, though. You know, I'm not I'm not tripping about that. You know what? Damn if they listen to the podcast and damn if they don't at this point. You know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. Because you hit a certain point, like, you could just care less about what they think. Just know, only thing I want them to know is, hey, you fucking fumbled you, fu- you fumbled me, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Hey. That's a fact. Ooh. What do you think is going to be your best, like, revenge? Like, like when you know, like, like I feel like for me, when, I, when I'm no longer living in New York, because I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love New York. Shout out to New York. Uh, like, all day, every day. But I feel like when I have my own home and I'm doing my little thing, and I can say that I created it, it's going to be... 10 out of 10. Like, I, that's when I know, like, I'm fully, like, that's my revenge. That is, like, my definition of success. Like, I'm there. What do you think yours will be? Like, oh, look at you. You fumbled the ba- You fumbled me. Like, well, what's that What's that moment going to be for you? Honestly, I feel like that moment has happened already. It's, it's the fact that I didn't end up on Snapped or the moment I didn't end up on jail and be, like, some of these managers that they talk about on social media, like, oh, this man killed a woman because she wouldn't go out with him and stuff. I feel like every day I live just living life and also not being suicidal. That uh, I feel like that those moments have been like, you know what, look, you may have just been a blessing in disguise. You know, you, you help make me better. You know, you show me areas I need to open up, open the fuck up in, you know what I'm saying? You know, you show me some areas where I got to get better and, you ain't stop nothing because we still pushing out episodes of Look and Talk. We Ooh. still out here traveling. We still out here working events and stuff. So I feel like that's just came, you know? That's and a then fact. Now, if big shit happened, I'm be like, yeah, you know, you see this merchandise and stuff. You see everything. Like, we did this all without you, you know? That's a fact. That's a you fact. Know, you know, you just got to keep it pushing. And also... Now to really get back, I mean, you'll see a, a more a more beautiful woman than you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or even, even if even if you're finding her, but this is one that's doing me right, that's giving me everything I need. You know, I feel like that would be the real big win. And I'm like, you know what? And hell, if I if if I want to just to stun on your ass, if I just give you yo a random ass Christmas gift. You know <laughs> exactly what kind of what kind of what kind of like stunt gift would you give? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know a stunt Ooh. gift, maybe maybe a car or something, maybe a fancy car. I know they asses can't afford the maintenance on. You know it costs like two or three hundred dollars to get an oil change on Mercedes Benz, right? No. <laughs> Yeah, give that ass a, a gift I know they can't maintain. That you are. <laughs> hey, savage mode has been activated. I'm about to say, well, fucking done. That's like the perfect thing. Oh yeah, guess what? The maintenance for this car is like two k or something like that. Yeah, because like, you know a Mercedes Benz tote is like two hundred, 
two or three hundred dollars for oil change. So I can only imagine what the oil change on a Ferrari or a Lamborghini is. That's a whole fact. And Ooh. I know whatever man you with right now probably can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Whatever man you done gave him a baby for, you know, I know he Ooh. can't do that. Ooh. Or bad enough if you're single and have a baby, you know, I'm like, you you got two kids and then you gotta maintain this Ferrari over here. Good luck with that. that was you the ultimate stunt on them give. I'm stealing that. I swear to God, I'm stealing that. Like Please literally do. giving you a gift that you cannot maintain later. I am hollering and then watch them repossess the car just like slowly, like right in front of your face. <laughs> I can literally picture that. Oh my God. You know what? And what I can also picture is them having to sell the car to some some damn dealership because they just can't maintain it. I'm like, oh, sell the car for ninety thousand dollars when the damn car is worth like or one point two million dollars. So I'm like, damn. But the money goes back to you. Hell yeah. The money. <laughs> you put you drew me into this. You drew me into this pettiness, and I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. Cause you you think that ex will feel like, hey, I'm winning right now. <laughs> but in reality, you're like, yeah, but can you maintain it? <laughs> That's a fact. Oh my gosh. Especially that, y'all. Oh God. That that episode, like, I hope she, like. I don't wish bad on people, but she gonna get what's coming to her. You know, and that's what I said about all my exes, because do you ever have a friend, like uh, somebody that's known you for a long time, remind you of another one of your exes that did you wrong? Because there was a Delta at FAMU I could have told you about, but I was talking to a homegirl one day. She said, yeah, I remember how you were when that one Delta, when that Delta did you wrong, when mm. listen, that Delta, I'll give, she did me wrong, but she kind of boosted my confidence a little bit because it's like the really, um, because she gave me the time of day. Right. But everybody told me not to date her, but growing up, you never heard that confidence of you can get a woman's attention. But hey, you ever have that one ex that everybody tells you to avoid, but you damn anyway, you know? Yeah, I married him. Damn. Should have never done it. Should have <laughs> never done it. Oh my goodness! Should have never done it. I don't, but, I don't know what it is about that one. But I look back at her like, if she came around again, maybe I'll give her something nice. You know, maybe I would give her something nice. You know, that's probably the one ex because that opened my eyes up to hey, you can get a woman's attention. You can, you know, you can do this. It ain't that hard. That's so. a fact. What kind of a delta? Can yeah. can to elaborate? Like what? What happened? It was one, it was a Delta that was highly popular that nobody fucked with, but I didn't notice at the time. But all I saw is she was on camp, she looked beautiful as hell. But you know, I was 19 at the time, and you know, I don't know what it is about them sorority girls, but goddamn, shit, mm. they, they 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 put a trap on young freshman men, and <laughs> this one in particular kind of got to me, you know. Mm. And a friend of mine called me, uh. Everybody told me on campus, don't really fuck with her because she's full of shit. And unfortunately, I had to find out the hard way, you know, so. <sighs> she, but she like stopped talking, like was she talking to somebody else or she was. No, she just was a waste of time. It's like, for example, yeah. we're on a date. I tell her people are talking about her. She trying to figure out who's talking about her. I'm like, why the hell would you spend half this damn date? Trying to worried about right like just focus on like the date and like oh god 
God mm-hmm. damn, focus on how you can be a blessing for me or how right. I'm a blessing for you. But, you know, oh my and gosh. a friend of mine, she said, that Delta really turned you cold. I'm like, what? Well, <gasps> hey, it's like, no. It's like, but what I've learned is sometimes when you feel yourself warming up, it's always that one motherfucker that got to turn you back cold, you know? Mm. And it, it was a string of that when you keep, um, you know, dealing with people, sorry people. So I told myself, no more sorry people. You know, you you a motherfucking king. That's why parents out there, listen, I need mm-hmm. y'all to encourage your kids. Hit their asses with the words of affirmation, you know. Yes. If they break up, you got to hit them with the words of affirmation. You got to really give their asses words of affirmation like, hey, you are stronger than this. One time for my little sister, though, because... The ex I told you about, guess who was calling, texting me and stuff, words of affirmation and stuff, you know? Your sister was doing that? Yes, my sister was all texting me, um, like, hey, you're a king, you you don't need her, she ain't shit, she's a bum and stuff, you know? That's a whole fact. I love so, that. Yes, one time for my sister, though, you know what I'm saying, she was she was texting me all that stuff, and yeah. um. Yeah, yes. Your sister I, was a trooper. Like your sister yes, was a trooper was. for real. Because my sister met the damn girl and she realized that she was full of yes. shit. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's like, mm, I don't like her. I yeah. I fuck with your sister hard. Like I have a like my the relationship with my sister is very 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 dope. Like, but she she's the type of person that after I've been hurt, then she'll go to the person like just give like go off on them like. My sister, she's not the type of person to like to fuck with. So, shout yeah. out to your sister. Your sister. Yes, good. my mine's like that too. But sometimes you you elevate in how you think, and you're like, you know what? It ain't really worth it to deal with this person. She even talking about some of my um more recent exes that I've dealt with. She was just like, you know what? This bitch ain't worth my time. She lives <laughs> there too. I said, I said to her, look, I might need you to pull up in Temple Terrace, a uh, part of Tampa, and go handle this bitch. She's like, that bitch is not worth my time or not worth your time. She literally said that. So one time for my little sister, and early happy birthday to her ass because her birthday's on New Year's Day. So early happy birthday to her. You know what I'm saying? She a Capricorn too, so she working her ass off. She ain't nothing to be played with. I love me. Oh, shout out to your sister. Woo! Yes, one time for my little sister. You know what I'm saying? Just know I love your ass. You know what I'm saying? I know you came in my life like when I was 26. You know, I wish you. Oh, wow. wish you, Yeah, that's how bad our dad was because our dad um. was a fucking hoe. You know, he had like, <laughs> four kids by three different women by three different women. And one woman was just dumb enough to go get a second one from him, you know. So I can't make this shit up. <laughs> That's so dope that you met them like later on in life. So they already like were already developed. So you got to meet them as a real person. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And um one I really felt that bond with the other one, the other two, they didn't really fuck with me because apparently back in the day. They mama and my mama had it out, so I don't know. You know, I'm weak over your daddy. I guess I don't know. Oh my god, I don't. I don't know. But oh my gosh, shout out to your sister though, and I'm glad yes, that she. Shout out to the one that I fuck with. The other two, hey, now, it is what it is. When you get there, you get there. Don't worry, they'll they'll catch up when they start seeing how dope you're shining. Like, oh hey, bro, how's yeah, it going? Yeah, and listen, I'm gonna tell those other two have that same energy because. I'm, I'm feeling like Drake for 2023. No new friends, you know what I'm saying? 
no new friends. It's like especially <laughs> the ones that that had opportunity to fuck with you but didn't, you know. So what uh what do you have as like your resolutions for next year? Honestly, I just don't I really stopped making resolutions because I realized that sometimes when adversity hits that you just forget about them resolutions. But mm. I did say for my birthday, which passed, I just said I'm just gonna be a better me. I'm just gonna continue to be better. And what people need to realize is your birthday is the real new year and stuff. You gotta make shit happen yes. after your birthday because that's really another year. Because when did your so birthday pass? Yeah, my birthday was on the fifth of December. Yes, 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 yes. Because I didn't get I apologize and happy belated birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You good, you good, you know what I'm saying? Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But um, I'm gonna get you that white henny as a belated birthday gift. <laughs> oh, you are amazing. You are I amazing. You. You, I got you. Real one. <laughs> but like I said, the birthday is the real new year. And also what I found is people they don't hold on to their new year's resolutions once adversity hit. Once adversity hits That's them in true. the mouth. They don't hold on to them at, um new year's resolutions or by year three by month three or month four which be march or april yeah got that new year's resolution <laughs> i try to do something big for my resolutions and i only got i only gave myself three resolutions and it was to have three different sources of income i got two out of three so oh, that's real so like that's that's as far that's all i could have given myself i didn't try to like stretch it and say well oh lose 50 pounds in a year Shit happens and like with everything that happened with all the passings and everything like that like it was just who who it's like it's not gonna work out so i try to give myself like a vague general like you said like you get like what your resolution was basically being happier or do like taking care of yourself yeah, I think my New Year's resolution, if I had to make one, would just be be happier. You know what I'm saying? Be just happier. Understand that people are people, and just and the big one for me, which I've still I've been trying to do this for years, is stop expecting you out of people. Because whereas I would make shit where I understand I wouldn't make excuses if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. But I've dealt with people in every walk of life; they will find the slightest excuse of why this can't happen like i remember one chick i was interested in dating she told me straight up she was just like for our safety or whatever because you know i live in florida and, okay. and the hurricane warning was coming and she was just like for our safety i think we should just reschedule my ass thinking i'm like hell no fuck that storm i said i want to see you today i got the i got a specific bottle that you like i want right. to see your ass today fuck that so she she that. didn't appreciate that so why does she appreciate that? I don't know why she didn't appreciate that, but it is what it is. I think she's just one of the ones to just follow me on Instagram and call today. So I don't know why she didn't appreciate that. Because you was like, once you show that intent, you show that you're you're, you're dedicated. Like, no, 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 it doesn't matter. Come rain, rain, sleet or slow, rain, sleet or snow. I'm here for you. I'm I'm with the shits. Someone and should then, appreciate that. She didn't appreciate that, and then then she kind of because I she was texting me at the time. She was like, "Oh, you kind of have attitude." I'm like, "No, I don't. I'm over here driving." So I'm like, "You text me at a time where I'm driving, so I got to give you quick little one line of responses." Facts. And then you just you took it the wrong way. So it oh is, my gosh, you know people got to learn this to have thicker skin though. You know? That's a fact. Communication is so hard to do, and then like if it's either you you too like that person's too sensitive or like 
it's just like you damned if you do, damned if you don't, or you don't communicate enough, or you communicate too much. Why are you messaging me so much? Or why are you messaging me too? It's like I'm trying to, I'm doing all this, excuse me, for you. I'm trying to like. Yeah. I'm reaching out to you. I, I, I like. I'm sorry. I'm driving. Physically can't message you as well as I want to. So give me a break. What happened, yeah. happened to like? All right. <laughs> you know, the only thing I can say about her is that you know, and I think she saw me at an event, at some event, but she ain't speak. So I ain't make no effort to speak to her, and she ain't make no effort to speak to me. So I said, it is what it is. After that, after that conversation. Yeah, but this was like a year later or something like that. You know, we saw each other and it's just, you know, so it's rude. just, yes, it is rude. But yeah, what can you do if you can't control people? Mm. Mm. You can't control people. You just got to keep it moving and show that they, they ain't stopping nothing. What's the What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from an ex? Like in general. Okay, um, you don't have to answer that question after, but the biggest <laughs> lesson I learned after, <laughs> oh, no. the lesson I learned is to don't be afraid to speak my mind and don't let mm. them leave angry. And that's what and I learned that from the ex I told you about on your yeah. podcast. Yeah, you gotta learn to speak your mind and don't let them leave you upset. Like, look, mm. if you feel some type of way, like if conflict happens and you're wanting space, yeah, oh, you might have hit the dough, you know what I'm saying? Nice. So and I learned that you can't like let them leave angry because they're gonna hold on to that, and that might just push them back into the arms of their sorry ass ex. Mm, but is that on you though? If they go back to that ex? No, nah, that ain't on me. That's just them just not being over mm. their ex. And, yeah. So I don't. Feel that's like just that's not them not being over their ex, and they're waiting for me to fuck up so that they have an excuse mm. to go back to that ex. That's a fact. What's the biggest thing you learned from your exes? That it's okay to choose myself. Hello. It's okay to choose myself. And that like, for like, I, I remember like having mental issues, not mental, physical issues. I don't know why I said mental issues. I'm fine. I'm mentally okay. Um, physically, I remember going to like having stress and strain on my heart. And to the point that I was feeling pain in my chest and my back and in my side over like a particular ex and I had to go get hospitalized because oh, I was putting, no. yeah, I was so strained and putting so much effort into that particular individual that I, and I wasn't getting that type of, that type of like care back. Whew. I just realized it was just, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to just put yourself first. It's okay to be selfish. Yes. It's that okay is, to be selfish. Yes, that definitely. Listen, it's okay to be selfish for everybody. Like if also, I got to tell you, if people are telling you to hold on to this person, hold on to them for what? If they, they, they fucking up my mental health then you got to let them go. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And who, why are people having these opinions in your relationship? Sometimes because you allow them and you value their opinion, they, they kind of take advantage of it because, man, there were so many people I could have told you about. Because one of my homegirls wanted me to hold on to somebody that just wasn't good for me. That it's like every time they called me, they needed something. Eventually, I just got to point, I'm like, okay, fuck this, fuck this bitch, you know. <laughs> you ain't giving me what I need, and you're always calling me when you're sick or you Facts. hungry. Like, you calling me asking for McDonald's, like, 
You can take your ass up to McDonald's. Shit, fuck that. Wait, they called you. Okay, so the so hey, women ain't shit, right? To a first, to a certain degree, to a certain degree. I'm not saying please don't use that one part that says women ain't shit because, like, seriously, it's some women ain't shit. No, I understand. I understand that some women ain't shit and that some men ain't shit. Um, I honestly, in reality, everybody ain't shit. But the real question is. <laughs> Do you like them enough to still deal with them? That's the honestly the real question. That's a fact. It sounds like it sounds like you were the fool guy. There's certain guys that women will keep on retainer and reach out to if they want something. Um, like for instance, like they'll reach out to the person who they know is like, oh, I'm really hungry. And then the person like, you want me to get you some food? And then there's the, the toxic ex who they know like is only good for dick, and they're hoping that the person will change so they'll still hang on and like give them time of day then there's like there's like different men that women keep around oh wow she is giving y'all game y'all <laughs> she is put y'all on game i feel like a snitch i feel like i'm betraying no no, no. please don't feel like snitch. no you are helping some brothers out there you are helping some brothers to stop being stumped out here you know i'm saying because there are literally women who have like certain guys on their roster that are for, there for particular things like they have the guy that like there's like that one guy who will always like put hard eyes under their pictures on their social media knowing they won't give them a time of day but that's just someone to like boost their ego but only one i gotta figure out is which one is she giving the pussy to that's the one we need to figure out <laughs> you'll never know Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> because like I feel like in this day and age, the the women of this generation they're so into secrecy, like you know, no face, no case type of situations. They'll like they won't show their partners until like the person that they really want to be with until like they're engaged or they're married. Damn, you like, know that's the type of that's what I'm seeing amongst my fan my friend group like i'm seeing it's a like lot of i respect the secrecy but you know what and also this goes back to the last episode i did with with 35 year old woman um shout out to sham from she gets it podcast which was the birthday episode i nice. respect the hell out of her for saying straight up like if i don't want nothing from a man i'm just gonna cut him off like even if he offers if i don't see myself like him enough to do for him i'm just gonna cut him off it's like the older you get, you the more you respect the women that will just simply reject you because they don't like you <laughs> compared to the women that will just hold on to you because they see a benefit in you. And it's just it's like, you know, hell, That's even if fact. it's just fucking you, you know what I'm saying? You know, they, they will still cut you off because they don't see that benefit outside of you. So the older you get, you tend to really respect the women that just don't waste your time. Yes. Shout out to her. What's her yeah. podcast? Uh, it's called She Gets It Podcast. She also got another one called Crazy Womb Podcast. Okay. The crazy what? <laughs> crazy Womb Podcast because she has two kids. So I, I'll see your profile and stuff, you know. Perfect. So. I'll definitely follow her. I'm weak. I love that for her because <laughs> that's a fact. Like, it makes no sense to be entertained. Like, I guess in her, in her grown-ass age, she's like, I'm not here for the bullshit. I'm not here for the games. Well, I communicate with someone if I know I'm not really going to, like, get anything out of it. Good for her because, like, not a lot of women are strong enough to do yes, that. Yeah, not a lot of – and I've, I've seen that for myself. Not a lot of y'all are stronger than that. And, and I found that I'm just like, look, 
I got more respect for the woman that tell me, hey, this just ain't working for me. I wish you well than the ones that will just waste your time and stuff, you know. Yeah. Leading you on. And so what I found is some people, they will just still lead you on and stuff, try to pose with you. Because you know what? What I found is if you with them, it'll attract the attention of their ex. I'm like, seriously? Why do they? So is that like a, a common practice? That, is that a common thing that for you specifically, like if you're dating someone and then they like fall off, all of a sudden they back with the ex type of thing? Is that like Sometimes a common I, I've seen that happen a number, number of times. I'm like, I remember one yeah. chick I started talking to her and then the ex that broke up with her via text message all of a sudden reappears. But, you know. Why is it that you are the fallback? Like you're not the fallback. Why is it that they use you as like. It's not the you're not the rebound, but like I guess they see I'm not on no bullshit. Or, you know, so right. straight up. But you know what? At the end of the day, I can't really harp on them reasons. I'm just saying, like Drake, Drake and Twenty One Savage album, it's her loss. I'm just gonna call it a day. Real shit, real shit. You almost done with your drink. I'm I'm struggling right here. I said, let me hold on <laughs> to some water. You good? Hey. You good? You good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Now listen, now you good right now. Now if you come to Orlando and do an episode with me in person, I might not look at you like you're crazy, but people around me that maybe see me record, they might look at you like something, you know. Oh no. <laughs> you good oh, no. though. You good though, you know what I'm saying? But hey, if you want to come down to Orlando and record, you just let me know what's we'll up. Oh, that's a up, fact. You know? I will I will let me know what your listeners think because I already know my listeners are gonna love you. So I want like let me know if your listeners what your listeners think. I'd be happy to come on anytime. And I know for a fact I'm going I think I'm going to Mississippi and then I'm going to Orlando. So as soon as I head over there, we out. Hey. When you have when you come to Florida, it's game on, baby. It's game on. We so out. just expect the unexpected and just hey, it's game on. But listen, what is your Christmas message for the people? What is my Christmas message? Um the only thing that comes to mind is give gifts to the people that you will bring with you in 2023. Oh, that's that's a good one. Hey, hey, you just dropped the mic right there. That, that's the <laughs> mic drop one right there. That's a real one because sometimes you can do things for people and then they ain't fucking with you no more in 2023 or 2024. So that's a real one. Like, I understand there's been people that I've personally seen who like give gifts just to like look a certain type of way like or they'll try to like oh you know i want to keep this person as my friend so like i'll do it no if you know for a fact that they're not going to bring you over into 2023 or you guys don't have that understanding don't even bother celebrate the people that celebrate you and give to those people that will give back to you that's real that's real and last we're going to close that episode with this why do people need to subscribe to the exes anonymous podcast if you're ready to have conversations about healing, oh, and you took that to the head. <laughs> I ain't doing that with this. I, no, but you. I didn't, <laughs> hey, listen, just, just go ahead and tell the people why they need to subscribe to your podcast. Um, If you're ready to, to listen to conversations about healing, to hear about some, some messiness, to hear about the drama, to hear about the tea, to hear about growing pains when it comes to like 
like being in relationships, everybody has an ex. Everybody has a, a, a circumstance that that from dealing with someone completely out of their uh, that that's new in their life, and they brought them into their lives, trusting them, and then all of a sudden they they played them in a certain type of way, or you thought you could give so much of yourself, and you thought you could change them. Whatever the story is, I promise you, those type of conversations are in my podcast. So I would love for you to like join in that journey, and if you just want to hear the drama, the drama is crazy there. The the, the drama and the tea is there. But if you're definitely looking for a conversation to have a safe space, come on the show um, and I'd be happy to have those type of conversations with you. And if you just want to hear, you just want to be a fly on the wall while you're like driving to work, whatever the case may be, I'm here. So definitely subscribe. That's real. Please subscribe, y'all. Isis, I want to thank you for blessing the liquor talk on you on the Christmas episode. I appreciate it. I'm blessed to have you on your beautiful soul. You definitely, you. you definitely get it. You know, you're the one black. I feel like you're a one black woman that gets it. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciate it. And whenever you're ready to have me on again, remember I might be in Florida, but I'm just one DM away. So That's I appreciate you for coming on. You know what I'm saying? And blessing to look and talk with your presence. And you out there, the listeners, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for getting lit with us. Thank you for joining us on Liquor Talk. I hope you guys have a safe and Merry Christmas. Um, enjoy your Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Remember Thanks. to go ahead and like and subscribe to this wherever you get your podcast. I want to thank you all. Until next time, we out this motherfucker. Deuces, y'all. Deuces. <laughs>